When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Sports Day, the all-new Kia Nero, Available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au. And Lumo SA. Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Yeah, good evening, Sports Day SA. Malcolm Blight and David Wildey, all thanks to Budget Car and Truck Rental, 13-27-27. Get on the road faster, 13-27-27. Welcome, Malcolm Blight, and what an amazing week of finals. Uh, actually, both in the uh, sample, but more importantly, the AFL. I think it's as good as football I've seen, Malcolm. Well, I, normally I try and watch nine games. This weekend, I only had to watch six, and I watched them all. So four from What's your favourite? Look, I, I must say Thursday night, and this is my bent probably, the uh, Brisbane Richmond. and Richmond game, 16 goals apiece. It was, it was a bit of old-style stuff, and everyone said there's no defence. No, no, there was defence, but what they did do, they didn't chip it backwards and sideways and kill the clock. So they tried to play go-forward football, which to my eyes is just the most pleasing thing I can see. Now, also, I can sit on the fence and say the Geelong-Collingwood game was, was mesmerising. In its, in its whole approach. And people say oh, they're finals football. Yeah, you know why? Because they're two bloody good sides. That's why it's that's much why they're tighter. There. Yeah, exactly right, <laughs> David. And that's why it's much yeah. tighter. You know, people. the game doesn't change that much. It's just when two good teams play, you know, the pressure is enormous because they're good teams. You know, the, the, the Collingwood game, I felt they blew a lot of chances. And, yeah. and you, yeah. you've always said you've got to take your chances. chances. Oh, yeah. We saw check really muck up young oh, Ash yeah. Johnson from 10 metres oh, out. Oh, yeah. To me, they were clearly the better. Geelong looked a bit off pace, like they a little bit rusty, didn't they, early? But full marks to them, they got back in the game. It was, you're right, mesmerising is a great word because we were thoroughly mesmerised and... Uh, I bet the AFL are happy with that to, to get a showcase of football like that. In fact, probably the worst game was the last one, and that had its own uh, things as well, uh, didn't yes, they? Yes, it, it did, yeah. Come back. Fremantle against the Bulldogs, yeah. Yeah, look, and I think even Melbourne-Sydney, I mean, I've just looked at it. Melbourne have lost what, Six sorry, of their last 13. Third. It's not a great stat game. Now, they're still alive. I mean, you earn your spot on the table and you earn your second chance. So they've got their second chance, and they're going to be playing uh, Brisbane this week. They're going to be playing at the MCG. So, I mean, they get their chance, but it's not great form, is it? Yeah. I, I feel that it will be Sydney Geelong now. They can sit back, feet up, and are both playing good footy. I mean, Geelong won 13 on the trot. Did you say Sydney won eight or nine? Nine, something like that. Yeah, I've got to look it up in the end. But hey, I think it's something like that. What an amazing story Sydney are, oh, though, with John Longmire. Oh, unbelievable. They lose Dawson last year. They still got Buddy. And Buddy had no impact in that game. Stephen May's game, outstanding. Now, can I just say something about the coaches? We've got a couple of calls. We'll just hang on for them in a minute. Yeah. I just want to mention something. Chris Fagan was under pressure. So everyone told he's under pressure because he's only won one final in six, six games. Uh, yep. So now he's won two. Do you know Simon Goodwin's won five out of the seven, which is a good strike rate yeah. early. John Longmire at the Sydney Football Club has had coached 22 finals and he's now won 11. So 50%. 50%, 50% only. Yep. 
Beveridge is 58%. Damien Hardwick, that loss makes him 62%. Chris Scott, 26 finals for 11 wins, 42%. Is that right? 42%. Now, and what can happen now is, and this is where all these people talk about great finals players. There's a guy called John Anderson going to write an article in the Herald Sun last week and rang me up and said, Blighty, what about all the finals are coming up? Can you let us know what are, who are the great finals players? I said, it's the greatest load of crap I've ever heard. I've seen blokes play good finals, bad finals. No one ever plays perfect. No one is ever great in every game they ever play. And I gave him some examples. I saw Gary Ablett kick nine goals in one grand final and couldn't get a kick in the other two or three. I saw Darren Jarman not get a kick in 91 for Hawthorne and yeah. star in... And so I can actually go through everyone. It used to be a folly. When I grew up, David, I'd say, oh, he's a great finals player. Most players, if you stick around long enough and play enough finals, you'll probably play some good ones and you'll play some bad ones. What about Dustin Martin? Uh, Dustin, yeah, he is. He's won three norms. Yeah. Yeah, how did he play on the weekend? Uh, but he's come back no, eight, no, no. eight games out. Hang on, forget it. What did he do on the weekend? Well, he wasn't the worst player. But he's not their best. No, he wasn't. So he's not the, he's no one ever what about plays Mac great. And your man, Andrew McLeod. Uh, terrific, terrific, but played some quiet ones, just like anyone. I mean, we all think of the great shots, but but when you label, just like Gary Rowan for Geelong, got labelled all week in Melbourne last week. I mean, read all that stuff. Yeah. He's not a finals player. Look at all his numbers. And so he comes out and the coaches give him the votes this kind. So that's what I'm saying, David. It's not fair to label anyone on one, two or three games. You've got to look at a period and a time of games. We're all talking about footy being the greatest. I, th- I think the last few weeks have been outstanding, but mm. what about this in the ratings? The five capital city average audience for the AFL matches in the home and away has fallen by 20% year on from last year and about a quarter from the peaks of the pandemic lockdown when it got really high when mm. we're all stuck at home and had to watch it. Perhaps more concerning, the average audience has fallen below the pre-pandemic level set in 2019. We're talking 150,000 uh, viewers in some. Have you got a thought on that? Why, yeah. why it would be down? And we're talking mainly Thursday nights are way down. Friday nights are down 100,000 from the, the highs. Well, we, we, you know, the drip factor, I call it. And this is, I mean, okay, we're older. We've been around. But what you do is actually, I'm starting to turn games off. When they start chipping it going sideways, slow, 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 slow. I mean, it's like watching treacle. So in the end, the game is not fascinating. The game is not exciting. If they played like that on the weekend where those games are exciting, I reckon you'll get the, the, the clients back or the customers back or whatever you want to call themselves for the Foxtels and the Channel 7s. David, I think it's the game that has actually caused a gradual slow. It's been a drip for 10 years. Now, if last weekend is an indication of what's going to happen and that they actually start getting going, the average winning score was 12 goals better than nine and 10 and eight. Two had 16 goals. So I, I am serious about that. A lot of people I know talk to, the game drives me nuts. I'm not even watching it now. Mm. And that's the man in the street. Well, I think the 6-6 rule and also the stand rule has certainly made it easier mm-hmm. to score. So I suppose that's a good thing. But I, I must admit, though, I was surprised that they dropped by, I mean, 20% in that. It's, it's a fair a bit. bit. I, didn't, I, I wouldn't have expected that. But I expected a drop. Particularly with a um, new broadcast deal, and we are hearing that. A late bid, maybe from Channel Nine, and Stan coming in. Hello, John. Yeah, just on uh, umpiring, and I saw um, something on Channel Seven last night. They can't get umpires and referees for various sports at, at lower levels. Is it any wonder when you've got buffheads like Stephen Rowe and Graham Corns preaching their views and all the rest of it, and not doing one bit of good for the game and all the rest of it? Look, they, you can't get them at lower levels. The top. Top level, take care of itself. But you can't get them at lower levels. 
and it's an extremely hard, hard job. I've done it at no great level, just in the country and whatever else. And uh, I'm fine with the bloke that I've told you blokes before. Paul Fitzgerald got King hit in Port Perry yep. in the grand final a few years ago. And uh, yeah, you know, I wonder you can't get them at low levels. And like Stephen Road carries on. I grew up, Riley, on the way home listening. You're nearly 60. It's like, you carry like I did when I was 18 about your drinking and all the rest of it. I mean, you just grow up. John, can I just say, it does annoy me. I mean, I, I, I really, I, I think you won't hear me say, have a crack very often. I see a bad decision occasionally. It's a, it's a tough game. I mean, Roy just gets a bit emotional. A lot of people do. I, I tend to watch it without a lot of emotion. And you know what? Because I've watched so many games back in replay. What I thought when I saw it first, and then you go back and watch it, you see it even up. Now, I, you know, you sit there and watch Geelong and Collingwood. I agree. I thought Collingwood had a few against it. And then Geelong had a few against yeah. it. So you actually sit there, and if you actually write them down, if you're going to have a crack at one decision, have a look at the whole game yeah. and go through it. Fine tooth comb. You will find it usually, it's, David, it somehow evens up. I've watched a million games back, line by line by line. Well, I was a moment. neutral supporter of the yeah. Collingwood Geelong. I sure. thought Collingwood got... Bit yeah. of a rough rub of the green, but that happens, yeah. and you can't. And you know what? You can't change it. No. You can whinge and complain all the time, but we've been doing. We've been <laughs> complaining for thirty, forty years. You can't change it, can you? No, and that's why I say, players, shut your mouth, put your hands in the air, and stand the mark. See, so I think that that works. You you can't do anything about it. They're going to make some mistakes, and when people say and commentators say, "Oh, players make mistake," grow up, you dicks. I'll tell you why. They've got no one chasing them. Mm. The player is different to the umpire. And I, and Tom Lynch didn't lose a game for Richmond. There's no. a hundred other things oh. that you could say. There's, a, the there's course a of a game. 400 other things. Thanks for that. Uh, hello, Troy. Hey, Malcolm, you're saying about, um, well, I reckon it's the quality. I prefer to watch. Now that, and I could have watched any of those four games any time of the year. Um, Craig McRae, he was, one kick of not saying anything about the umpires, so that's how fine the line is. <laughs> yes. um, Malcolm and David, the the buy before the finals, I think that should stay because we have um, not we got the chance of having nine really good quality games rather than having the buy before the grand final and just having the one like good game. And you were just talking about. Um, it's taken us 10 years to get to this point of, you know, well, look, you look at Fremantle, their form of defence was attack. Yeah. But my question to you, Malcolm, and I think you, you boys know my um, com, uh, thing about uh, Ross Lyon, his favourite number 72. Please tell me he's not going to get the job at Essendon, Malcolm. Oh, I can't. Oh, it's a Troy. I know Come I can't. <laughs> no, I can't tell you that because I don't know. Um, look, Ross is rated by many in the football industry and because of his record. Uh, he, he played it certainly very, very defensive, much more defensive. So did Mick Malthouse, but Mick Malthouse won three flags or four flags, whatever he won. So there's there's a bit for everything. Paul Roos, very defensive, defensive won a flag. Yeah, yeah, probably, yeah, more so. But I, I, I don't know. I've just got this feeling with these new coaches coming in, it just seems to me that they're actually going for it a bit more, David. We've talked about that, haven't we? So, and mate, I, I, how can I influence the Essendon coach? Well, there's no, no doubt Collingwood have, are going through their centre now, attacking, and they've got young Dacos down back, and they've got some exciting players. So, I agree. I mean, the. You, you, this is, I mean, I, I sit and watch games, right? And I say, this is the logic 
of what I don't get the modern coach. Let's call it the modern coach the last 10 years. And I've had these debates with a lot of them, by the way. When you chip the ball sideways or slow it down, that gives the opposition a chance to form yeah, a team defence. Form a wall. Form a wall. So why wouldn't you try and go quick yeah. with at least even numbers? I just don't get it. As we go to the break, I heard a fact with Malcolm Blight, a lot of facts about you over the years, but I knew you never wore a mouth guard playing footy in your, let's say, 300-game career. Never wore about, a mouth guard. About 380, apparently. 380. Yeah, with everything. Yeah. Well, how, how did I miss 80? Anyhow, doesn't matter. Never wore a mouth guard. No, I wish I did one stage. Yeah, I, I hope I you'd be encouraging kids to wear one now. Oh, absolutely, but, uh, yeah. Remember, yeah. Leo lost his front teeth? Oh, yeah. yeah that's I all he wanted for Christmas, too. So did, so did I have one, yeah. yeah. Are you still got a problem having with the teeth? No, it's now. It's got a, what do they call them now? It's got a thing in it. Yeah. Oh, implant? I, yeah. I think Rowie lost a couple of teeth. They yeah. went dead. you got to be yeah. very I'd, careful. I just forgot to duck at the wrong time. It's funny, once you've worn one, though, and you take it out, you feel naked without I, I, it. I tried to. Naked I tried it. to after I'd been going for about five or six years at senior level, but I just started gagging on it. I couldn't do oh. it. Yeah. Uh, Adelaide Auto 4x4, 15% off the first purchase. Just go and see Adelaide Auto. Terrific. That deal is on until September 30. Sports Day. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. And Lumo SA. Aussie owned, made for South Australia. Yeah, Malcolm Blight, David Woody, Corey Norris also is just coming out and saying Willie Rioli's requested uh, to come to Port Adelaide. If they get him, they need some small forwards, don't they? So that that's pretty good if they can uh, get Willie and mm. um, also after Dunkley. So Port Adelaide seemed to always be able to, to land their men. Uh, all for weeks, homes discovered different. And I must say, too, to my great mate, KG, they named the media centre yeah, oh, that's, after yeah, Adelaide that's Oval. and an Absolute no-brainer. can't think of anybody that's done more than KG. We'll, we'll have a chat to him. I know he's been doing the rounds. We might have a chat to him tomorrow, too. Wonderful uh, honour there to KG. Hello, Doug. Yeah, good day, guys. I, I love my footy. I went yesterday. Uh, footy season's coming to an end. But uh, I, I think we've got a really good uh, summer of tennis coming up. Uh, Nick Kyrgios beaten... Uh, Daniel Medvedev today was so exciting. And if he goes deep in the CUS Open, he could get a top 10 seed for the Australian Open going into Australian yep. summer. And yep. I'm really looking forward to that. And and, and I think he's he's getting more mature every Grand Slam he plays. He, he made the Wimbledon final and, and, and that was a really brave effort against um, Novak and, and beating uh, Daniel Medvedev. Medvedev yeah. I think that's that's huge for Australian tennis and, and really look forward to the Australian summer of tennis. Yeah, yeah well, good call. Um, I mean, you're 27 now too. You, 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 hopefully, hopefully, and I call it juvenile, some of those juvenile things, yeah, he's, he's taken a while to grow up. And Federer is no longer there. Yeah. Um, Djokovic getting yeah, older, Nadal getting yeah, older. So yeah. it's certainly more open there. Kia top seven. I love this. The Kia Sport Hard's been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. Well, number seven. Thank you, Doug. That's a great introduction. I've got Nick Kyrgios. He's my seventh for the Kia Top 7. Into the quarterfinals, David. Yeah, my number seven is Frio's comeback. Outstanding. Brayshaw um, thought was outstanding. Didn't get a vote in the coaches, but Frio, well done. And Bulldogs, very poor. My number six is on the tennis theme again, too. Is Ayla Tomlovich. Ayla Tomlovich. Ayla Tomlovich. Into the quarterfinals. My number six, Sydney. Gutsy win. Go the Swannies. They were outstanding. Yes, and my number five is in a losing side against everyone calls the greatest in the last 15 years, 
Stephen May played a game for the ages yeah. in a losing side. His ability to read the ball, and he's a big, strong boy too, isn't he? But he's and he's very good by foot, uh, Malcolm, by hand or by foot either. So um, don't mind that one. My number five, Gary Rowan. We spoke about <laughs> a breakout final. Well done to Gary. I didn't think he was best on ground, no. but he probably was the the match winner when you and he handballed the ball over the top, kicked the goal yeah. himself. So well done to Gary Rowan. Guess what? My number four is. Gary Rowan. All the talk about him not being a finals player and playing poorly can now go. See what I mean, Dave? It's overrated, all that stuff. Hey, listen, we've just got an interesting point. So a text from Mark. Only two of the final six teams left are from Melbourne. And you know what? I, I, does that matter? It's a national competition. Shouldn't we expect some years interstate teams are going to play and other years Melbourne Aren't there team? three left? Mm. Melbourne, Collingwood, Geelong. Geelong outside of their... Melbourne. Outside. Oh, they're saying outside. No. They're, they're saying Geelong yeah, outside. Yeah, three, I'll say three all. Um, <laughs> what, it does it matter? No. Nah. Number four, not. Lockie Neal. What a game. 39 oh. possession. You, I know you love him and he yeah, probably we, will in the brown low. Yeah, where do you reckon he'll be on my list then? Uh, oh, probably two or three? No. One? Of course. Okay. I said Caleb Sarong was a wonderful little game he played for a free in, in that great win comeback. Go again, David. Your turn. Uh, my number two is Geelong, 14 on the trot, outstanding. Oh, that's number three, I think. 14 on the trot for Geelong, well done. My number two in the Kia Top 7 is North Adelaide into a grand final. I'm sure you'd be happy with that, David Wildey. Well, I'm going to have them in my Kia Top 7 when they win the grand final. Not even you're, in my, not even not in even, my top seven. You're kidding me. We well, haven't heard my next two yet. Oh, okay. What's your, what's your next one? I've got Kyrgios. He beat Medvedev. I know you went early, um, but that's, that's a good win. He does blow up now and then, does some silly things, but boy, he's an exciting player to watch, so what under Nick? Okay. Number so one? My, my number. Brrr, here we go. The star. The little star. Honey. The number nine. N- number one in the Kia top seven is Lockie Neal is an absolute megastar in the game of AFL. I picked him out four, five, six, seven years ago. I said he'd win a Brownlow. I think he can win two. I'd love him to win two. He's, his game... Why he wasn't tagged, we, that's another story for another day, and I don't get it. But anyhow, how's his stuff below his knees? His kids, get a tape of that and practice the way Lockie does it. The more I think about it, he probably will win it because I don't think he has the players to take votes like Oliver's no. going to lose them to Gorn and yeah. Petrarca and, and yeah. maybe a couple of others. So yeah, maybe. Yeah. You've been calling Brown um, Lockie Neal since round 10 yep. and win the Brownlow. So uh, my number one, uh, great mate of mine, we just mentioned it uh, earlier, a KG, oh, I think, yes. to get the media centre. And I know he's absolutely chuffed. I spoke with him today and he's had all these calls, congratulations. And and when I think about it, Blighty, he was the only choice, only choice to have his name there. Can, now, you might say Bruce McAvoy. Bruce made his name in Melbourne. Um, Bruce is South Australian, but his last 30 years has been over there in Melbourne. KG's done it 50 years. He was interviewing you and your young boy at Woodville. Yes, he was. He was um, indeed. So... Absolutely outstanding there, Kenneth George Cunningham. And we've got Doc Pete Larkin's not far away too. Yeah. Talk about those injuries, well, Petrucca, Dugowie. Yeah. And what about Taylor Adams? Had oh. one like you. Oh, El Groin. Oh, mate. Bloody went, ouch, yes. when he almost <laughs> tore it off the bone. And, and he also got shocked out of his life then with an ouch. <laughs> <laughs> For expert car service, book online at repcoservice.com. Sorry about that. I shouldn't have done that. I came up shortly, the doctor talking all things injuries. 
Sports Day. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. And Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Malcolm Blight and David Wildey Sports Day SA for weeks home to discover different. And also tyre power. Footy final sales on right now. Get into your local independently-owned tyre power today. Well, Malcolm, some interesting injuries. Um, Taylor Adams, he's gone. I mean, I know yeah. when you saw his uh, well, do the groin, brought back to memories of you many, many years ago. Petrarca, that's interesting, one with a crack in the um, tibia or fibula, and also Jordan Ngoi. Yeah. So we thought we'd get the man that knows all about injuries, all types, Dr Peter Larkins, and he joins us now. Doc, thanks for your time, and uh, I suppose the first one, very sad news for Taylor Adams, but that that is a season-ending um, injury. Yeah, look, it's, it's um, it was uh, it happened pretty much close to where I was sitting, Dave, and um, you know, straight away he, he knew he was in trouble. But of course, he's been carrying a strained adductor and an inflamed adductor, so you've got to say there was some weakening or predisposition to it, and whatever they did to get him up for the game, and I, I'm not sure what uh, what what strategy they used, but um, when it went down like that, he knew straight away he could barely walk and ripping off the bone. I mean, we talk about it in hammies all the time, but the adductor can do that right up the inside of the groin, and. Um, they often don't repair those, but they do take a three months to, to, to settle down. And um, so he'll get back, but he was uh, pretty frustrated, Taylor. Yeah, been there, done that in a grand final. But anyhow, Christian Petrarca, the Norm Smith medalist from last year, uh, we saw him run into Buddy. It, it looked awkward. He, he limped around the game. Where's he at, Doc? Well, it's an interesting. I mean, obviously he got kicked in the calf, and you might say, "Oh, well, that's a bruised calf." But when when they're that sore, and I reckon fifty percent of the, the so called corked calf or bruised calves that I've sort of had to describe that have ended up missing two or three weeks, it's because you cracked the fibula bone, which is the the small bone. It's only about as thick as your thumb, but it runs from your knee to your ankle, and it supports all the muscles. So it's not the tibia bone, which is the dramatic one that you know Nathan Brown did that night at the, yeah. at the over here, or Michael Barlow. There's been massive, um, you know tibia fractures that take three or four months in surgery. The fibula is a tricky one because it's just a pain management issue um, and it's only cracked. It's not separated into two or three pieces. But if you look at how simply it happened, just a missed kick where Buddy kicks him, that can happen in the first 30 seconds of the game if he plays on Friday and, and suddenly a, a non-displaced crack becomes a fully displaced break and you're out and you lose a top player and you just can't hide on the footy field. I mean, he normally crashes and bashes through the middle and obviously can get tackled or landed on. But even if he plays forward... Um, it could still get the same thing happen. So I, I don't. I think it's a big dilemma. But I've said many times, Malcolm, David, September rules change for clubs. You know, you, you roll the dice. The dice change shape and they get a lot bigger in September. And what I mean by that is when, when you've got a, a knockout game and if you think the player might get through, and, and what did Dimmer say on the weekend, an 80% um, Dustin Martin's yeah. better than, a, you know, 100%, you know. So like an 80% Malcolm Blight's better than 110% Peter Larkin. So so <laughs> it's a matter of whether... whether whether you want Petrarca, you know, to, to play more forward, which he's been doing a bit, um, and risk that he won't get kicked or knocked again in a tackle because, you know, running around it won't. It won't. But he'll, he'll be sore. They'll, they'll just unload him. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, he'd be silly to do any heavy training. And they've got to, only got another 48 hours after that to get him ready. Dr. Peter Larkins, I'm going to ask you this. I had a rule as a coach. I discovered this a long time ago. If you couldn't train, this is when I was in charge, if you couldn't train on the major training session, not for the flu, not not for you know a viral thing, but for an injury, yep. you don't play on the weekend. I stuck to that my whole life. A lot of people had a lot of injections or let's say help with assistance yep. of pain on the Wednesday night or Thursday night, whatever the major training session. So I never put yep. myself in that environment to say he's 80%. Once he got through the major yep. training session, all bets are off. 
Yeah, look, I wasn't endorsing that as a good principle, Malcolm, but I only make the, the, the statement that, you know, when you've got a star player and Norm Smith's leathers, you know, Brownlow Millis, you know, you, you do have to make a, I, I guess, a risk-benefit call because you can't inject a fibula bone. You can't inject a bone. I mean, so if he's got pain in the bone from running around, and it, I mean, you know, all, all you know, commendation to you for sticking to that rule. It doesn't happen a, a lot of the times in, in footy at the present time, Malcolm, and I'm sure you know that. So... Um, and that's why Dusty Martin played forward at eighty percent in that, that Richmond Brisbane game the other night. Where'd they end so up? This, yeah, I know, I know, and you, you could see him in yeah. him. You could see it in him, you know. But again, that's a call that the club makes. Yeah, sure, and so, sure. you know, if you're saying he's got to do a full training session, whatever their main training session is for Melbourne Petrarca's, you know, main training session, I, I'd imagine it's it's either going to be Tuesday or Wednesday. You're not yeah. going to load him up Thursday, so. It is, it, to me, there's no way he can be pain-free, and and you you know you can a corked calf muscle. You can't inject the whole muscle because you'll paralyse it. So it's a you know he's either good to go and and can run, which he'll be able to run. Um, but I wouldn't be doing heavy training on on the Wednesday if I wanted to play him Friday night. So I'd be interested to yeah. see uh, who what he does on the track. Mm. Doc, I, I don't know if I'm seeing things, but in the last thirty forty years, I think the big improvement in footy is. The ability to get players back on the park, A, on match day, and B, a week or two. We've seen Clayton Old with a broken thumb. We've seen plates inserted in, in legs and shoulders and hands and arms, and they're back within two weeks. Um, broken fingers, broken hands, ankles. You see someone come off with a you know a shocking ankle. Ten minutes later, they retape it and back. Is that – am I seeing things, or is that a, a massive medical improvement, the ability to, to get players on match day and also in future weeks? I think it's a mixture of improved um, medical care at surgery. And what I mean by that is the, the type of surgery that's available, say, for a broken hand or a broken thumb, where the small titanium plates and screws can be inserted, sometimes literally the night of the match or the next morning. So the good surgeons wow. are sort of on standby for the clubs. And so you, you get in pretty much straight away. And, and so you basically, if you've got a break... In a, in a relatively small area of the body like that, Dave, it's a stable situation. In other words, you put a plate and a screw in there, it can't move. Um, so then it just becomes a guard and a pain control. And you mentioned Clayton Oliver. Now, from my point of view, I know a few surgeons who shudder when they saw their players going back because sometimes the clubs don't even ask the surgeon and they see them back playing the next week. And they said, hang on, I told him about two of but the, the club and the player and they train with a guard on. And so I think that the improved care is there, but I will hark back to what your other comment about, you know, hobbling off and going back on. I mean, I, everyone's got to remember, and I think it, I got to remind myself which year it was that Lee Matthews made the statement there was no local anaesthetic left in Brisbane. <laughs> on that, I think it was their third one or their second one where he reckons there was one vial of local anaesthetic left in Brisbane because it was the one that, that, that um, Lappin played with the broken ribs. It That's was right. the one that, the one that, um, Jonathan Brown couldn't walk. So there's been medical manipulation from a pain control point of view for a couple of decades, is my point. I don't think that's uh, modern there. And it becomes a real dilemma and an ethical decision for the doctor as to what's safe to put a player back on with a bit of pain relief, knowing that it's a prelim final or a grand final. And as I said, September rules are different from July rules. And they shouldn't be because patient care and patience, the player, should be at a priority. But um, we all know it's footy and... um, it's why I'm glad I don't do that job anymore, boys, because you've got to make some hard calls when the pressure's on from the coach's box. Do you think the taping's improved too? Like we see shoulders um, put back in, we see ankles. Yeah. Is that improved? I do for two, yeah, for two reasons. One, I think, you know, the, the, the diagnosis is more clear and um, the, the 
the medical care, physio and doctor-wise, is, is dramatically better than when you know when Malcolm was running around. And not that he say he didn't have some good doctors down at Geelong and, and at Crows in, and even at North when he played himself. Harry Unglick might be listening to this. Um, yes, Malcolm, he so might be too. Careful what, 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 what <laughs> yes. I say, but 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 I think the tape materials have changed. So the actual type of tape that is used in terms of its stickiness and its supportiveness. And, you know, some tape jobs, you'd see a player run out and 10 minutes into the game and it'd be falling off and you'd think, God, who's the, you know, who's the bozo that put that on? But now the trainers and the physios are so, so well trained in these taping techniques for an AC joint or an unstable shoulder, the players and, you know, and the knee. But, you know, you still can't cover up pain. And we saw that with, with Kolodzhaznik in the game. You know, he, I, I watched him limp around in the first quarter of the G on Saturday, guys. And clearly he was really struggling with that knee and he had half the team's allocation of tape on his knee, but he mm. still couldn't train that despite the tape. So you can only cover up things a certain amount. Just just one more, mate. Jordan Degoe, um, speculation about his health? Oh, fine. Look, he played out the game. I, again, I was fortunate enough to be amongst the 91,300 that were there, Malcolm. An incredible atmosphere for that Pies-Geelong game. And, you know, with an AC joint, you, you can use pain relief for that. You can strap it up, just as we've just talked about, the fact that he played out the game. I mean, on the day itself, you're never going to get optimal pain relief. It's too rushed, and you go down the rooms, and you're trying to do it, and the player wants to get back, and he's all sweaty. But in, in the cool light of day, you know, there's no way Goey won't be playing um, on Saturday's game. Yeah. And just in closing, the week off, I know they've had a week off and then playing another week off, but when you look how hard they smashed in, Doc... <laughs> I reckon there's a lot of sore boys in Sydney and there'd be a lot of sore boys in Geelong would be just praying for that week off. It was a brutal last quarter, wasn't it? I mean, again, I was close enough to be hearing it, you know, and I was, you know, when I worked in the broadcasting, you, you sort of, you know, they're almost bouncing into you when you're close to the boundary line. But, but yeah, look, it's interesting that, you know, Geelong's had that nemesis week, haven't they, where they don't play well after the bye. And it was such a, an interesting thing for them to get up and win that first final because I guess they've carried that around a bit of an emotional thing, even though it's not the same squad. And, but a week off for a corky, you know, imagine if Petrarca had an extra week up his sleeve. It would be a massive bonus. So anyone who's a little bit sore, College Asney example at Geelong, because the bloke's knocking on the door that's going to take his defensive position. So so I think if it's just, you know, the danger fields and the Selwoods, the older players who come up sore and, you know, take three days before they can walk properly after a game, they've now got that extra seven days up their sleeve to, to do the recovery, which is, you know, talk about improvements in treatment and surgery, but the recovery techniques with the exercise scientists that look after, you know, sports scientists have got a bit of a bad reputation in recent years because of some goings-on at clubs in the past. But the sports science guys, they're the guys that are all over recovery, the ice bars, the cold immersion, getting rid of the, the sore spots. And so when it's just soreness from crash and bash, having an extra week off is fine. The thing is, you just don't want to lose your edge. And, I mean, Collingwood were all over Geelong the first 20 minutes of that game. And people said it was Geelong hadn't had a hard game for a number of weeks. I don't know yeah. if you subscribe to that theory, Malcolm, or not. No, I, I don't really. And I always found a few beers on Saturday night always help. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess you belong to another dinosaur era where... Uh, but look, it does happen. I mean, uh, you know, and again, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, everything in moderation, sure. including moderation, I've said that. And, you know, you, you, know, you don't want to have 27 beers, but, but you know, one or two beers yeah. if you're hydrate, you know, and... Um, I don't. I don't think we can be too brutal on people. I mean, you, just, you know, you don't want to be out at two o'clock in the morning not getting sleep. And if you've got to ice up a sore calf, you go home and do that. But yeah, but look, I, I think there's there's less beers in the change rooms and um, cartons of uh, Benson and Hedges to mention the brand. <laughs> I couldn't mention, but there used to be in the 1970s, Malcolm. Yeah, thanks, Doc. Yeah, really yeah, appreciate on, your mate. time. Thank you. Yeah, really. Okay, guys. Good luck. Dr. Peter Larkins there talking about injuries and the way they treat injuries. Now, if you're running a small to medium business as a builder, renovator, or tiler. Beaumont Tiles wants to help you out. Just head to iCanWin.com.au 
and you could win a $25,000 advertising package. This has been going for a while, and it's great, isn't it, Malcolm, oh, to promote 25. and grow your business? Yeah, I can win.com.au for $25,000. Sports Day. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. And Lumo SA. Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Time to have a look at the AFL Finals weekend wrap for Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. They've been that for 21 years in a row. And young Samuel Fantasia comes in. And Sam, that's as good as footy I think we've seen for a long, long while. The AFL. All the games had yep, their moments. Absolutely. Started off with a high-scoring affair, 106 to 104. Brisbane versus Richmond. Joe Danaher just waiting patiently at the back of the pack while all four... Surrounded by uh, Tigers everywhere. <laughs> yeah. like, how does that happen? It was amazing, was Unbelievable. It? Just stay on the goal yeah. line, just one of you. They just got sucked in. But besides that, it was a absolutely... I think epic is probably a good way to describe the contest. Well, 16 goals all, as you said. You know, the average for the round was 12 goals 10. I know you're going to tell us some more teams, but uh, 12 goals 10, and one of them, of course, the Bulldogs only kicked eight over yeah. in that... They stopped, stopped playing, didn't they, the Bulldogs? 41 yeah. points up, yeah. and then they kicked, what, three goals, was yeah. it, after three-quarter time? It was anyhow, just... keep going, Sam. Keep Sorry going. to do that no, to you. That's okay. I was going to okay. say, though, your man, Lockie Neal, is one of the best games I've seen Lockie Neal playing. He's played a lot of good games. Here's the difference. Yeah, it was the difference. And they didn't really tag him. No, they? they tried some, but they just didn't continue with it. It's amazing. No. Anyhow, we talked about that earlier. Let's go. Uh, can I just add to that as well? Hugh McCluggage is some sort of player. Good player. Like, good, honest player, isn't he? He just yeah. does everything right. Very neat player. Yeah, like you. Really good out of the yeah. stoppages. Um, and, yeah, losing Oscar McInerney, um, just being able to rebound from that. I think they lost McStay in the final last year, and they yeah. just couldn't really mentally well, recover. Tom Lynch that, should have sealed it. Why didn't he do a Malcolm Blight just kick with his left foot? Go around. Yeah, he normally does that. No, he's normally pretty good. I, he's he's, he's normally okay. But, I mean, I thought Dion Prestia going off was probably oh, massive. a bigger key. Massive. Yeah. 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 Uh, and the arc decision, probably the right decision, just wrongly explained to the public? I think so. But under the rules which they have, yeah, it, it wasn't reverted, clear. Yeah. And we spoke about it. It just wasn't clear. But that, anyhow, that's, that's gone. It. Bad yep. luck. Uh, Friday night, 69-91, to 91, the Demons went down to the Swans. The second time in a row, the Swans have beat the Ds at the MCG. And we talked about that earlier. Melbourne have lost six out of their last 13. They're not flying. They're still in it. I mean, there is, I still like them a lot. Well, they're I not playing anywhere no. near the footy of last year, are no, they? No, they're not. No, um, they're not. And their forward line's down. We, we know that. But it's, it's the work in the middle of the ground that won in the grand final last year. They burst out the front of the pack. That's not happening this time. Was May's game one of the best oh, for a defender we've seen? Unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. Got all the votes and, yeah. and a losing side. And we spoke to Dr. Larkins before, obviously, about the impact of Christian Petrarca. So we'll just see how that shapes yeah. up this week against the Lions. Yeah. He'll, he'll play. He'll just be a crack and they'll probably try and – I don't know whether he can deaden the crack. It'll be probably hard with a no. – but he'll play. Yeah, he yeah. finished the game. Yeah. And Luke, Luke Parker's a good, just honest footballer as well. <laughs> just, just sort of he's been doing it yeah, the, yeah. Doing it for a dozen years. <laughs> Whoops. There goes the mic. Malfunction. Houston, keep 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 going there. Keep going. All right, uh, your side, Malcolm. The Cats got up against the Pies, seventy-eight to seventy-two, in uh, in a bit of Collingwood fashion, kicking the last two goals of the game. Well, David and I have been talking about this with weeks for for Collingwood. That you know, at some stage or other, that run <laughs> yeah, finishes, yeah. and you just you just knew, uh, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I just wish it was a six-goal loss rather than a yeah. six-point loss. Yeah. I mean, that's the way you feel. Yeah, we've talked about. I really think Craig McRae's uh, got a bit grumpy after the game for the first time. I, I think he had a bit. I think he had every right. As a neutral supporter, I thought Collingwood got the worst uh, rub of the green, no doubt. Um, a lot of tackles weren't rewarded, and the ball just was prized free. I still think Collingwood, though, didn't put Geelong away early. No. They missed some absolute sitters. Remember my check out, oh, 20 metres yeah. out. He had a brain fade, yeah. half played on, half didn't. 
no, nothing. But uh, anyhow, well done the Cats. They were too good on the day. Oh, absolutely. And David King's comments from about 10 weeks ago about Jeremy Cameron being the best player in the competition, they might. I asked David Wildey, can he win the Brownlow medal about four weeks I ago? I said no. You said false. Said no. True or false? That's good. And he can, but he won't. Yeah, but what I can't believe, I thought he was outstanding. Yeah, he only got, got one, one vote. vote from the coaches, so only one vote from a coach. I thought he was a difference in the two teams. Yeah, absolutely. Just his field kicking is unbelievable. Yeah. He's kicking for goals. Clever, Craig. isn't he? Yeah, he's, yeah. clever. He, he had nine goal assists. He's kicked three himself. Yeah. One vote. At one point in time, Hawkins had four touches and five goals. Oh, assists. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I can't. Score assists, seriously, yeah. what were the coaches watching? I must have been watching a different game. I thought, Yeah. in fact, I watched TV yesterday on the Channel 9's Woody show, uh, I forget who gave the votes. Gave Cameron three votes. Yeah, and they, they gave Gary Rowan nine votes total. I, yeah. th- I thought he was good, but I didn't think no, he, he was that no, good. He wasn't best on ground. He might have been the the different in in the match winner, yeah. but he wasn't the best oh, player on yeah, the ground. I, I am seriously, seriously. So that's Chris Scott and his. Don't forget, it's a coaching panel, and Craig McRae have only given Jeremy Cameron mm. during the call. I, I was sitting with Patsy watching all the games. I said, Cameron's keeping mm. him in. You know, it's good. Good player. Well, okay, okay, there you go. And we, we, go, all, we all see it differently sometimes. We do. We do. Well, not us. No, them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we go over west where it was a horrid start for the Dockers and then it was a horrid finish for the Western Bulldogs. 73 to 60. They only scored one point at the end of the first quarter to 35 for the Doggies. And they were down by 41 at one stage. And then the worst final... game, worst game of the finals. I, I just thought uh, Frio were ordinary in the first quarter and. Bulldogs for the next three quarters were terrible and they just lost their mojo, haven't they? I'll tell you now, I'll repeat it, what we said. Defence at the Bulldogs, if they don't recruit some defenders, they mm. will not play finals next year. Their defence is, is, is abysmal. As soon as it got down that end of the ground, that is, that is the Fremantle end, they kick goals. Yeah. I mean, that, they are like butter at the back. There's not... Hardly a good player there, David. Hardly a good no. player. And you can have as much system and team defence as you like. I think Buddy Dale's a good player. Oh, yeah, but if you haven't got – you need more than one. Yeah, I mean, Gardner's only uh, – and Keith, um, Keith, sorry, has just just fallen away, hasn't yeah, he? He's intercept defender at best, but he's not going to actually defend anything. You use him for the offence. And... No, they're, they're a bit of strife, the dogs, and yeah. I picked them for a grand final this year, so I'm way out with them. But anyhow, they're gone. It's okay. A lot of people pick Port Adelaide for the grand final as well. And a lot of people pick Collingwood to finish last. Yeah, there you go. That's just how football goes sometimes. Uh, we'll move on to the Sandfall. Have you got a Kia, uh, Kia credit for me, David? I don't have I have. Um, yeah, the all-new Kia Nero. Look, we've seen this one. Terrific car. Available in hybrid or all-electric. Uh, see more at kia.com.au. Lovely. The first game of the day. The Red Legs got up over the bays in a scrappy affair, 79 to 51. Matty Panos with three goals, a few Goal assists. Uh, they tried Lee McBean in the ruck for a lot of the day and then ended up chucking him up forward. It was, it was, it was a good game, though. was, and uh, I think uh, John Casey was calling the game on seven as, as, as we uh, watched and uh, said that at Snook. Snook, was, woun- Snook. Wounded. Snook yeah. was wounded early, so that means one of their best midfielders is yeah. gone and the other one was playing for the Adelaide Crows in the later game. Yeah. Was, remember Red the Turner, mid- Turner. Mid- yeah. mid-season draft. So you take two of your four away from the team that was going much better earlier. Down the pointy end, gets a bit hard. Take out their what, Good effort. best backman in Sam Dirk so as well, going yeah. to Carlton. So, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And everyone's... Remember, Malcolm, we spoke with Jade Rawlings, I think, just at the start of this year, and they had 18 changes. I mean, it's yeah, a great it's effort insane. now. I, I still think the Crows will probably beat them again when they beat them that easily last time. But 
Good effort from uh, Nor to get there. Really yep. good effort. Yeah, really absolutely. Good. And uh, your lads, the Roosters, got up <laughs> over the Crows, ninety-eight to eighty. I thought um, what's his, Josh Smithson was going to win the game for the Crows just at the end. Two quick late goals, nice snaps around the corner. Headler had the opportunity and missed, and then North Adelaide just held on. What do you, they weren't just quite on their game, were they? The Crows from the previous week. They, no, um, but you know what, North. I, they were actually. We pick, both picked North Adelaide. Yeah, well, I have to. Yeah, you have to. But no, you can you <laughs> I actually, do. Oh, actually I have someone to. said to me today, why does David always have to why does he have to pick North Adelaide? Well that's No, I said he top. chooses to. Exactly. Well I, I honestly think they can win every game they play. Well I I picked North Adelaide and yeah. you know the thing that impressed me was that Harrison Week. Week. Yeah. Is he the best kick you've seen in a sample for a long Beautiful kick. He's he's a lot like um Mel Stewie Jew in there, isn't yeah, he? Yeah. Boot the boot the big left. Greek had a really good kick for the Red Legs Wonderful a few kick. years ago as well. Yeah. Jeez, he, I, yeah, he's a beautiful kick. Yeah. Absolutely. Thirty nine touches, thirty two kicks. That he just tears you apart. They got some good players, North, haven't they? They are quick, mate. Are they? they are really quick. Beautiful. Thank you, boys. Thanks for having me. Good to be well, back. Well, stuff there. Well, good stuff, I should say. Uh, Lumo SA powering local footy and fans in SA. Switch to Lumo SA today. Malcolm, that's it for us. Uh, gee, we looked at the finals. Are great, as we said. A, a wonderful first round of finals. And we talked about the TV rights. We talked about a lot of things. Injuries with Doc Larkins. And there'll be more to talk about tomorrow. So you go home, have a good night. And we'll do it all again tomorrow. Bye, David. Bye, Malcolm. Sports Day. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. And Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.